Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time for the Travis Thomas Show on Boston Sports Original. Original. W-E-E-I. Welcome back to the Travis Thomas Experience Hour 2. How about that? Time flies when you're having fun, man. Wow. First hour, uh, I did all pomp and circumstance of the big game. I gave you, you know, my favorite halftime shows, my favorite Super Bowl performances and Super Bowls. I gave you my first Super Bowl memory when I was a kid, uh, commercials. Uh, We just laid out, you know, my top five foods for a Super Bowl party. I mean, we did it all in that first hour there. Uh, Now I want to actually break down the game. But first, I want to hear from you. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. And you can hit me on Twitter and the gram at Travis Thomas Experience. Uh, I have a message here as we were talking about foods. Uh, I had mentioned that I was a fat lard butt and that uh, all I want to talk about is what you're eating tomorrow. And uh, someone sent this in, and I'm just telling you right now, like, I'm drooling. Like, I, I can you hear my notes? You hear that, right? They are soggy after reading this text. Pulling a Montreal smoked brisket from Schwartz. Out of the freezer. Man, that, when that thaws out, man, that's, uh, you have a beautiful Super Bowl Sunday ahead of you, my friend. Uh, my wife is listening as we speak. And, uh, listen, she asked me probably like a week ago, she's like, what are we doing for food? Because we don't mess around. Now, her and I have been together a long time, even before we got married and uh, had kids back when we were cool. And, uh, you know, once you have kids, not even the married, like when we got married, we were still cool. Uh, the kids, that's what, that's what drains you of coolness. That's, they take it all. It's like they, (laughs) it's like they take your source of power from, they take all your cool points and, uh, and that's that. But so she, you know, her and I have been to like Super Bowl parties together over the years. We only hosted one which was the Patriots' comeback against the Falcons, which I've told that story a thousand times. I'm not doing it again because it's embarrassing. But uh, for those of you who haven't heard it, uh, I bet on the Falcons for that game and was celebrating with liquor and uh, passed out at halftime. Last thing I remember is Lady Gaga jumping off a roof or like a zip line or something. And then uh, I woke up to my wife saying, Hey, idiot. Everyone left. Wake up. Clean this up. I said, oh, 
Who won? She said, Tom Brady came back. I was like, what? Tom did it? So anyway, she asked me a week ago uh, what we were going to eat. And I say, you know what? In years past, I've like, I've done everything. I've spent all the money. Uh, I've grilled. I've spent a whole weekend grilling just in preparation for. I said, listen, <laughs> I'm old. It's just me, you, and the kids here. We're just going to get all the wings. I'm not even messing around. Like, let's just get every single wing ever, and that'll be that. And we can eat it all day. I'm picking it up early, too. It just starts. As soon as it gets there, that's the other thing. On Super Bowl Sunday, you know, you can eat all day. You know what I mean? You can eat all day. You can start drinking. You crack a beer at 11 a.m. Who the hell's going to judge you? Not the football gods. 617-779-7937. Uh, let's go to my man Steve on line one. Steve, are you all fired up for the Super Bowl or what? I'm going to give you a choice. I can tell you about my 85-band Super Bowl of buying tickets from someone uh, tied in with the Kennedy assassination. Or I can tell you about the Patriots draft pick this year. You tell me what you want me to talk about well i want both uh my but you know my trepidation here is the the bear super bowl sounds like such an elaborate story you would need an hour and a half so if you could give it no, to me I'll in two I'll, minutes i'll, I'll, I'll take I'll both all right my buddy called me after the patriots won against miami he said my cousin has been to the last five super bowls if we get down there i got a flight down in a hotel room he says half an hour before the game he can buy the tickets 50 bucks I'm fresh out of college. He said, I'm in. I told my father I was going. The next day he says, <clears throat> my father was a big-time gambler. He says, I just, I'm going to get you tickets. The Sands Hotel had some tickets stolen, and the commissioner's office is going to give out vouchers to supersede the tickets. You're going to get two of them. No nonstop flights to Louisiana. My, I call for my layover in Nashville. My mother's got all the information. You're going to meet a guy named <clears throat> Marcel. Mm. he's going to be here, here, and here, and here's his cell number and his home number. And at the end of the night, he's going to be at a place called Linfont. Now, we're talking January of 86. Right. Forget his cell. Right. We get into New Orleans. I can't find him. I tell my buddies, we'll just go to Linfont. On the way to Linfont, we're telling the driver why we're going there. He says, you don't want Marcel. You want Joe Marcello. He's Mark. Mm. So we pull up to Linfuss, we go in, I walk in, these other guys don't want to get out of the car, and two guys that looked like they could have been in the ball game were standing around this guy. He's at a little dry bar, and I walk up to him. I said, where's Joe Marcel? They pulled a point to this guy. I told him, Steve from Fall River, I'm looking for my ticket. I don't have him. <laughs> so I go back to the hotel. My father calls the next one. I said, I, I didn't get the ticket. He hangs up. He wakes a guy up in Las Vegas at 4.30 in the morning. And he gets on the phone with this, the Marcel guy who calls me. And I know right away I got a different guy. He says, come over to Linfence at 1. The guy went out on the street and bought me two tickets and handed me. Nicest guy in the world. Marcel Taylor, wow. whatever. I'm watching TV. Oh, up with people, by the way, it was the halftime show. That's how far back we're <laughs> I'm watching a show on Kennedy. Where does Kennedy come from? This guy, Joe Marcello's father, was Marcello, uh, was uh, something Marcello. He's one of the guys, if you watch the movie by Oliver Stone, who he, know, who he fingers as putting the hit on Kennedy. Wow. I, I asked his son, 
straight out because this idiot taxi driver told me, it'd be like going to the North End. you got to go see Nuno in the North End. No last name. And here I am in, in New Orleans trying to find a guy named Marcelo. Wow. My father had that much drag, by the way. The guy went out on the street and bought me two tickets. Wow. Well, man, I, listen, you definitely shortened it up for me. I appreciate that. It's a great story. What do you want the Pats to do with the draft? And I'll let you roll. They have to not take a lineman. That is the most absurd thing. This week, Joe Thune, former Patriot, fourth-round pick, yep. is now a high-priced, overpaid god for the Kansas City Chiefs. If you watched his replacement last week, he was very good, and that's why Mahomes had plenty of time. Right. So now that now they have some built-in cap space. You cut Joe Thune. You don't need this guy. Nobody needs a god to play in the NFL. I guess Bill Belichick forgot that. Back in Patriot law, we had a guy named Damon Woody. We spent two picks to get yep. him in the first round. He got beat out of his center position yep. by a fifth-round guy from Boston College, and he was playing left guard for us, same position as Joe Thune. He went out and was not in the Super Bowl. We replaced him with Ross Hochstein. We won a Super Bowl. You never take a lineman in the first round. You can find them anywhere I get a left tackle is more important than it's ever been. You've got to, you've got to wait till 45 or after. You're out of your yeah. time, thick of mind, if you go in the first round. Yeah, I mean, I listen, uh, just to be clear, I'm all over a quarterback in the first round. I want to be clear with that. 617-779-7937, uh, getting your Super Bowl predictions and what you're doing for the big game tomorrow. Let's go to Mike on line two. Uh, Mike, what was the best halftime show in your opinion? Uh, best halftime show, in my opinion, was um, – the year the Patriots back in 2002 when uh, U2 went out and they played The Streets Had No Name. Oh, yeah. It was just after 9-11 had happened. And in the background, they had the names of all the victims scroll. And I realize some of you guys are pretty young. I don't know if you remember that one. But yeah, I do. That gives me goosebumps every time I hear the song, man. Yeah. No, that was a great halftime performance, no doubt about it. That was, um, And that's such an iconic band, too, Mike. I appreciate the call. All right, so listen, as far as tomorrow's game, here's what I'm thinking as far as how the game's going to be played here. Now, the score I'm going to give you, it seems higher than how the game flow will go. I'm going to go 30-24 49ers. But I believe both defenses will play well. I think there's going to be a lot of bend, don't break here. I think you'll see a lot of field goals probably in this game. I think big plays, big chunk plays will be hard to come by. This is going to be drives, time of possession, Um, you know, chestnut checkers. Great coaching on display between Reed and Shanahan. Um, you know, big third downs. Uh, kind of one of those games. And then in the end, I think it breaks open a little bit and we get some excitement. Sort of um, sort of heavyweight fight-ish, if you will. Take a minute, feel each other out, and then, and then fireworks, baby. Um, what I believe is going to happen is the lack of a dynamic outside threat or a deep threat, will finally catch up to Kansas City. You know, when Tyreek Hill left, myself included, everyone thought, oh, they're going to take a step back. They go out and they win the Super Bowl last season. Um, Travis Kelsey still doing his thing. But 
Rasheed Rice has stepped up, and he's okay, but they don't have a dynamic playmaker on the outside. San Francisco has dynamic playmakers all over the G-damn field. In fact, I believe this game tomorrow will be Christian McCaffrey's Hall of Fame moment. I think he's the best back in football. I think he has been when he's healthy. We haven't got enough healthy seasons of him. But every healthy season of Christian McCaffrey we've had going back to Carolina, he's put up video game numbers. Now he's with the mad scientist, Kyle Shanahan. Since they've acquired Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers in a lot of ways have been untouchable. I know everyone's talking about Brock Purdy. I get it. And I get why. His story's fantastic. His story's very similar to Brady. But they don't ask Brock Purdy to be Brady. They ask Brock Purdy, and everyone's throwing around this term, right? They ask him to manage the game, be a game manager. There's nothing wrong with that. He is great at it, and that's why they're here. But that's what he's going to do tomorrow. It's what he's done all season. Tomorrow, I think, will belong to Christian McCaffrey because Kyle Shanahan has blown it as an offensive coordinator. Don't we know it? And he's blown it as a head coach in this game against this team, against this quarterback before. I think this will be a crowning moment for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch in that front office, putting this Niner uh, team together. I think by the end, you know, Monday we'll be talking about, hey, maybe this is the franchise that we need to be talking about as a dynasty as well, not just the Chiefs. Um, And listen, Shanahan is going to lean into the run. He's not going to make the mistake that the Ravens did. He's not going to make the same mistakes of the past where he was too conservative. They are going to run the football or attempt to down the Chiefs' faces. And I believe Christian McCaffrey doesn't get enough credit as an in-between-the-tackle runner. He can get loose on you on the outside. He can catch the ball. He can run between the, the tackles. I wouldn't be shocked if we get a couple slow-mo replays tomorrow of Christian McCaffrey stepping up in pass pro and laying out a corner blitz or a linebacker trying to blitz Purdy. He's a complete back. He's 100% healthy. He is dynamic, probably the most dynamic playmaker in this game outside of quarterback. I believe the Niners win 30-24, to and Christian McCaffrey is a Super Bowl MVP. Lenny DiNardo next. We'll ask him his take on the Super Bowl, of course. I'll also get his take of uh, what's up with these Netflix shows and the Red Sox. We'll switch gears at the top of next hour, and I'll tell you why the Celtics got better by default at the trade deadline. Plus, I'll talk Bruins. They're playing the Caps right now. Uh, What's your game plan on Super Bowl Sunday? I need to know everything. Food, score prediction. I just gave you mine. Commercials, halftime. Talk to me, baby. 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram. Travis Thomas Experience on WEEI. Here's what's trending.
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Travis Thomas Show on WEEI. Travis Thomas Experience, taking your phone call, 617-779-7937. Asking the question, what are your plans for tomorrow? What are your predictions for the big game? Hit me up, 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and the gram. Uh, Also, text line, booming today. 37937, text us on that. Uh, Here's a couple Super Bowl memories from Patriots fans. They've been coming in all day to me. Uh, best Patriots Super Bowl memory the day after Super Bowl 36. Listen to Gil Santos call games on the radio as a kid because they will be blacked out on TV due to lack of ticket sales. Recorded Gil's call on a boom box and listen the next day. Full circle. Uh, here's another one. The 49ers, uh, here's a prediction. The 49ers just need to run the ball, nullify Kansas City's pass rush, wear them out. Brock Purdy is real steady, doesn't seem to get flustered. I think the Niners win by a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like uh, you and I are on the same page. I'm going Niners 30, Chiefs 24. Uh, I think this is, even though that sounds like a a pretty high-scoring, exciting game, I think it's a defensive game, to be honest. I think there's going to be a lot of field goals. But in the end, you know, Mahomes is magical, but against a great roster, Boy, you're asking him to do it again, aren't you? I thought the Bills had a better roster. I thought the Ravens had a better roster, and he pulled a rabbit out of the hat twice. You know, (laughs) you're asking him to do it a third time. Outside of Travis Kelsey, you know, that offense is not very dynamic. I think it catches up with them. The 49ers are dynamic everywhere you look, particularly on offense. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be the star of the show. I'm going to go 30-24 
uh, San Fran. And I think Kyle Shanahan's due for a ring. He's too great of a coach to just blow it every time. He's blown it as a offensive coordinator, as a head coach. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Even his dad got two rings. This kid's going to get one at least. And once you get the one, you never know. Uh, I think John Lynch deserves a lot of credit in that front office, too. All right, let's bring in my man. So I've told this story before on air. Uh, Lenny DiNardo and I, we did like a um, community event together. And I had worked with him at Nesson, obviously knew who he was from his playing days. Um, But we hadn't, you know, outside of just meeting each other, we hadn't really spent any time together. And he and I spent the day together once uh, doing a community event for Nesson. And I am telling you, this dude, he is so cool, so fun, great sense of humor, uh, can talk all sports with you, not just baseball. He's a fantastic dude, family guy. He's got it all working for him. And ever since that day, we've been BFFs. So let's bring him in here. Uh, Lenny DiNardo here on the Travis Thomas Experience. Let's start with the topic of the day, my friend. Welcome home. I need to know what you're doing for the Super Bowl tomorrow. What's the spread looking like? What are you thinking of the halftime show? Are you sick of Taylor Swift? Give me an official prediction. I need it all, Lenny. Hey, Travis. First of all, I just want to thank you. You read that just how I wrote it. You read that introduction just how I wrote it. I appreciate that. Um, that was outstanding. <laughs> but, yes, it was. that was a fun day hanging out with you, man. It's always great to see you. We pass each other all the time at work, and you yep. do the Ness and Bets thing on our show frequently. And uh, it's always great having you uh, in, in any capacity, my man. But I tell you what. You talk about me knowing every sports, man. I, I, I do not know football. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> with, with that said, I tell you what, this is the battle of the generation. This is a generational game, right? You've got the Swifties on one side, and you've got the deadheads on the other side. Yeah. I saw Bobby Ware, who was the guitarist, the uh, rhythm guitarist plays for the Grateful Dead, rooting for San Francisco on the sidelines uh, during, during their last game. So I tell you what. I don't know. My first concert was the Grateful Dead. My wow. my kids love Taylor Swift. So I don't know who I'm going to be rooting for. It's going to be tough. <laughs> I I think it's fascinating, you know, that you don't um you don't really follow football because I think about this as it pertains to baseball. The Super Bowl is always in the off season for you, but during the season, um, you know, when football starts, you you guys are still playing in the clubhouse when you were playing. I mean, did guys talk about football? Were guys into football? Or was it, do baseball dudes not really even care that much? No, I think the, the majority of the team when I was playing was very interested in, in, in different sports, especially football. And uh, I was kind of an outlier. I always had my, my guitar in hand. I was kind of, I, I generated most of my energy toward music and and i always said i love going to concerts and playing music and whatnot and a lot of the other guys were on fantasy football teams or playing cards and and kind of use their their energy and focus in that direction and you know i played one year of flag football as a kid growing up and uh i was really skinny as a middle school and high schooler and i just thought man if i if i went out there and tried to play football i would just get cut in half by some of these big guys but, but i did play in my yard frequently with the neighbors and my my older brother and my dad and whatnot we would go run pass patterns all the time and I, I think playing it in the yard was was some of the best times in my youth but uh as far as watching it on tv i just remember my dad yelling at the tv dan marino would <laughs> would fall down early down in florida and i just remember him screaming at the tv and 
And uh, it just never really piqued my interest, uh, to be honest. Well, you know, it, and you said this. These are your words. You were an outlier. And, and I think it is. We do see in sports, baseball and otherwise, where guys are artists. You know, whether it's music or, or painting. I covered a guy uh, when I was covering the Redskins in D.C. named Vernon Davis, who actually used to play for the 49ers and tight end. And he's like this world-class painter, uh, and he's into acting. And I've covered athletes who are musicians as well. And I always was fascinated by that because I felt like as an athlete, you probably, because of your artistic side, you probably could literally, quite literally, get into the rhythm of playing the game, of playing your sport. I imagine when you were playing, um, your artist side had to help you out a little bit as an athlete, didn't it? Can you recall moments of that? Well, it was it was a time to get away and decompress. You know, uh, a baseball season's long. It's a grind. You've heard that before. And yeah. Uh, me and, and other athletes, we would do anything we possibly could just to kind of get away, whether it's for five minutes, 10 minutes. Uh, some folks do yoga, they meditate, they, like I said, play cards, anything you can kind of do just to kind of relax and get back to that baseline because there's a lot of ups and downs throughout the season. We see it every year. For me, picking up a guitar for any any period of time really kind of got me back to that level uh, that I'd want to be in going into a, 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 a sport. You know, right. if I'm sitting at home, I can think about how I just gave it up in the ninth inning, and that's not going to help anybody out. Or I could think about how I just shut down a certain team in, in the eighth inning, and, and that's not going to help me either. You know, you kind of have to start from, from the same point every day, and you don't want to be too high. You don't want to be too low. And guitar and music kind of got me back to that base level where I would need it to be uh, day in and day out. It's a 162-game schedule, and uh, whatever you can do to get there, that's what you got to do. No question. Lenny DiNardo joining us here on the Travis Thomas Experience. All right, let's get to the Red Sox here. So, you know, this Netflix stuff is sort of the flavor of the moment. It came out this week. Um, you know, I'm going to talk about my reaction to it later in the show, but I, I wonder how it landed with you. So, you know, obviously Netflix now going to do the the Hard Knocks style show uh, with the Red Sox this season, following them, you know, throughout the season. And they're also... Um, you know, pr producing the documentary of the 04 team. So, I mean, you're, how did it land with you when you heard the Netflix news uh, following the team this season and then looking back on that team as well? You know, it's, it's interesting. You know, they've told the 04 story so many times on diff many different platforms and shows and whatnot. I'm curious to see exactly what they're going to do, what, you know, what's new, what can they add to the story? Right. Are they going to go backwards? tell the story and then bring back the players for interviews and kind of see what the players are doing now. Are they going to, so anyways, I, I just don't know what they're going to do and how they're going to make it different from so many of these other shows. Yeah. But in, in regards to them following around the team in the 24 season, I think it's very interesting. It's going to, it's going to kind of show the everyday fan that grind that I was talking about. Cause most fans, they go to a couple games a year, a few games a year, and then it's, it's on the TV forum there. It's in the peripheral of what their, their lives are about, but these baseball players for 162 plus games are, are, you know, one or two days off a month. They're in this, right. And yeah. there's, like I said before, tons of ups, tons, tons of downs. 
And uh, we're going to be seeing how these players deal with it day in and day out. Who gets there early? Who stays late? What's going through their mind when everything's going right or wrong? Uh, staying healthy. If you're going to you're going to notice that some guys are probably injured playing through it, you're going to kind of get into the clubhouse and see how players are dealing with that. So it's going to be interesting to see how they how deep they do go into the clubhouse because you know a lot of times guys fight through injuries and we don't even know about it. Right. So uh, you know we'll know probably when the season done so and so was fighting through something and that might have been why he went through a little bit of a slump in june you sure. know you just never know yeah so, I, yeah I, I'm that's curious. A good point. it's gonna be interesting there's never really been anything like that uh as far as major league baseball so i'm looking forward to tuning in yeah it almost you know i was gonna ask you a follow-up of you know what do you think will come of it but it sounds like we're on the same page with that that really what we're gonna gain from you know following the team all season is really just giving fans and us in the media some perspective um i i wonder and i wonder this too you know you put on your your playing days hat will all the cameras annoy the players because we've actually seen that uh with hard knocks and and i actually you know you bringing up how many players are hurt and play through things, and that we don't realize as as fans and media members. Um, I I think back, Lenny. I was covering a just a god awful Washington Nationals team one year, and I mean you're talking about a pitcher in the bullpen who was just struggling to stay in the majors. I think he was going back and forth between the majors and the minors, and he was playing pretty well for like a couple games in a row, and you know. Uh, the rumors were that he was hurt, so the media was like kind of asking him about his shoulder or elbow. I can't even remember what it was. And he, Lenny, he flipped out, dude. Like he went off on everyone um, about, you know, I'm not hurt. Stop asking me about my elbow. So you just bringing that up even gives me some insight of covering a team and seeing how guys, whether they know they're hurt or not, or if they do know they're trying to keep it under wraps, I think that's uh, I think that's a good point. We're going to get a lot of perspective there. Do you think the players will get annoyed though? Uh, you know, with the invasion of privacy, for you know, let's call it what it is. Well, going into this, there was a lot of thought, deliberation. I think going back to 2021, you know, whether they're going to be focusing on multiple teams or are they going to focus on on one team? And it turns out they're going to talk we're talking about one team. They're focusing on the Red Sox and. Uh, part of it going into this from what I hear is the Red Sox players had to 100% buy in to right. this prior to them saying, okay, to get the green light. And, you know, with that said, you've got a relatively young team here. This is a team that basically grew up with social media. They're putting their lives out there anyways, for the majority of them, uh, that is, so to speak. So I feel like the fact that they said yes to this in the first place, the fact that they're already putting everything out there on social media yeah. is kind of steered the uh, Netflix and Major League Baseball toward the Red Sox in the first place. And, uh, yeah, some guys might get annoyed if they're 0 for 24 and dealing with some injuries and there's a camera put in their face. But when you're, when you're putting together something like this, there are professionals behind the camera too. And right. I think they have to figure out a way to kind of tell the story without actually uh, getting too far under a player's skin. So, yeah, there's going to be uh, some some pushback from somebody at some point. But you know what? That's good TV, right? That's kind of what people want to see. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to tune in. <laughs> Sad but true, right? Lenny DiNardo joining us here on the Travis Thomas Experience. Uh, I don't even know how to ask this question. I mean, what do you think of the lack thereof 
of the offseason. I, I mean, there's been no moves, Lenny. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's frustrating for a lot of fans, I know. And uh, uh, the good news is that the front office has been pretty accountable. They've came out and they said, listen, you know, this is uh, – we're sorry, basically. I've heard Sam come on and and, uh, and talk about how you know what this is. This is what it is. We apologize. We haven't really done much as far as uh, getting acquisitions via the free agent market. Uh, and you know the you know the, the the way they're going right now, they're just focusing on development over acquiring free agent pitchers. And uh, it is what it is at this point. And uh, I feel like. Uh, it could go two ways. It could be really, really good, or they can overachieve. You know, I thought last year's team underachieved, to be completely honest. I thought they were going to win a lot more than 78 games. That's the number that they won two years in a row. And I thought on paper, with the acquisitions that they got, uh, you know, Kenley Jansen, they got Martin in the bullpen. The backside of the bullpen was outstanding. Uh, some bridges to the back end of the bullpen. Uh, but at the end of the day, the starters, honestly, I think they, they were averaging 47 innings per game and that's going to wear out a bullpen because they're going in throwing the majority of the innings and you right. can't live that way throughout a long season so you know it's going to be uh interesting to watch and uh who knows they might have another fever pitch you know i know yeah. in 04 when they filmed fever pitch they had to change the ending of the movie because we went out there and we won it all so uh this might be just a little bit mo- mo- more motivation for these youngsters out there in the red sox uniforms to go out there and perform because uh I tell you what, what is it, 250 so or so million Netflix subscribers Oof. are watching. So it's not only the, the New England market watching what they're doing, it's everybody all over the world kind of paying attention. So who knows what kind of motivating factor that can be for them. Yeah, it's a lot of eyeballs. Now, mentally right now, you know, spring training, getting set to get going here, where were you as a player? You know, where give us a player perspective right now. Where were you mentally? Where do, you know? Take us behind the curtain for these guys uh, right now as they get prepared for the season. Yeah. So the progression is you got to take a little time off after the season. Then you got to ramp up. You got to get your throwing in. You got to bulk up and then lean out uh, and get your. You, know, you go from heavier weights to lower weights and higher reps. You got to focus on core and uh, and flexibility. But right around now is when you're on the mound throwing bullpens. You're throwing simulated games. Back 20, 25, 30 years ago, you show up to spring training, you don't necessarily have to be ready to get guys out. You kind of pick up the baseball and ramp up. These days, you have to be ready. you got to go out there, uh, ready to go out there and throw two, three, four innings from day one. Day one of spring training, you got to be able to face hitters. And with that said, you know, they're going to have the pitchers come in, throw light bullpens, eventually throw to some batters, simulate a games, and then take it slow as far as getting them innings in game action. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you're competing out there for a spot, and I know a lot of these guys are, they want to show that they're either uh, capable of starting or, or want to find that last bullpen role or whatever it is, you got to come in prepared. And, and part of that is uh, being over-prepared. You know, if right. they ask you to be ready to throw three innings in mid-March or early March, you better be ready late February, if you know what I mean. Sure, absolutely. Man, well, you know, I uh, I always appreciate when you come on the show. I'm going to be having you back as the season goes uh, goes on. I'll be seeing you all the time, you know, back at the Nesson Studios. I think you do a kick-ass job. I appreciate uh, from day one, man. You've just been so kind to me and so great to me, and uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, doing another season with you and many more to come after that, brother. 
Travis, anytime, man. I love seeing you too. And uh, let's go swing on that playground. We we, we work together at that playground. Uh, <laughs> And, and I think it's West Roxbury. Yeah. I think it's done now. I still need to swing by and, and uh, kind of try out all the equipment that those <laughs> wonderful kids put together. So let's get out there and check it out. Yeah, me too. I, I haven't been there yet either. So that's actually a good idea. I'll watch you play on it. I don't listen. I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm going to be there and uh, morally support you, my friend. I If I get on that playground now, I'm injured and I'm out for the season. I already know it's going to happen. Appreciate it, Lenny. <laughs> my pleasure, man. Take care. My man, that's a cool dude right there. Lenny DiNardo, just the best. I thought his um, take on the Netflix stuff was fascinating. You know, like, obviously, as an organization, the Red Sox are behind it. Uh, they say the players are cool with it. But, look, we all work for companies. We know what, we know how that goes. You know, it was an email or a memo or whatever, a meeting sent out that said hey uh we're gonna be on netflix this season okay so everyone get fired up for that that's what it was they they told them what the hell was going on um i mean and you see it even on hard knocks with the football side of things a lot of blues players get really annoyed with uh all the cameras and the 24 7 access and all that stuff but it'll be great to see you know, from a baseball perspective, from a Red Sox perspective, uh, I tell you what, I'll give you my take on what I just asked Lenny about with the Netflix shows when we come back. I'll also switch gears at the top of the hour and tell you why the Celtics got better by default at the trade deadline. Plus, I'll talk Bruins. Uh, they're losing right now to the Caps in the second period. But I'll talk about them, you know, season-wide. Uh, all that and more next. Travis Thomas Experience on WEEI. This is the Travis Thomas Show on WEEI. Big Pimpin', baby. That's right. Big Pimpin', spinning cheese. Talk to him. Bumpy, Pimpsy, Jigga Man. You know why. Yeah, big pimpin', baby. Travis Thomas Experience taking your phone call, 617-779-7937. We have the phone lines open all show long for your Super Bowl predictions. I gave mine. Uh, listen, I think the Niners win the game 30-24. They're a better team. Uh, I thought the Bills were a better team than the Chiefs, and so were the Ravens. And Mahomes' magic just gets you through every time. And I think it's hard to just keep asking a guy to do that. The Niners, um, there's another difference with them in the sense of coaching as well. I think in the case of the Bills, Andy Reid, mismatch. In the case of the Ravens, although I like John Harbaugh, mismatch with Andy Reid. Kyle Shanahan, also a mismatch with Andy Reid because Andy Reid's one of the GOATs. But if Kyle Shanahan can win a ring, he propels up that list as well. I think he belongs. I think he's in that class. But it don't mean a thing if you ain't got the ring. So I'll take Niners 30-24, to 24, crowning moment for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. And I like Christian McCaffrey as the MVP because of his versatility. And he feels like the big game, big changer, big game playmaker, the dynamic home run hitter for the 49ers. 617-779-79. Three seven Travis Thomas experience on Instagram and Twitter. Now, before we uh, went to the break in the last segment, uh, we were talking with Lenny Donardo about the Netflix uh, show. I want to get to all that with 
two Netflix shows with the Red Sox in a minute, but I got this message that uh, I wanted to talk about as it uh, pertains to the Super Bowl. So someone sent me a message and said, hey, Travis, uh, I, I love the Super Bowl food power ranking that I did, and, uh, and I talked about what I'm eating tomorrow as well. They say, but you didn't say what you were drinking tomorrow. So uh, for those of you who are about that drank life, I have I have some rules of engagement here for Super Sunday, okay? Because I've had some, I've I've already told the story several times how I passed out at halftime of the greatest Super Bowl ever, Patriots Falcons, because I had too much. So so here's the rules of engagement, okay? In my case, tomorrow, I'm watching the game with my family. That's it. My wife, two kids, and one of my wife's friends is coming over. Right? You got to go beer over liquor there. You just have to do it. You could drink beer all day. You know, you're going to feel a buzz, but at the most, you're just using the bathroom a lot. You know what I mean? You're, 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 you're going number one. No big deal. All day. Uh, you, you keep your faculties about you. You understand? Now, if I'm a Super Bowl party guest <laughs> and all I have to bring is a dish or some chips or something, well, now... Now I'm taking liquor to the face. I'm drinking liquor. Uh, I'm going to be sweating. I'm probably going to be cursing. Could be a stumble or two because I'm a guest. And I'm going to get home responsibly. You know what I'm saying? If I'm a Super Bowl party host, then I'm going a little combination platter. What I mean is to start the day, you know, just to take the edge off, I'll probably crack open a beer pretty early for the setup. Get set up for the party. People rolling in. I'm still sipping beer. Keep my faculties. Make sure everybody's happy. Make sure there's no mishaps with the food. And then as we settle into the game, I'm getting the liquor rocking. But not too much. Got to keep your faculties to say bye to everybody. All right? So there you go. It's my rules of engagement. I mean, uh... Zach, do you feel like I'm pretty much covered in in terms of the proper way to drink on Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, I think you nailed it all. Thanks. I just want to make sure I didn't leave any stone unturned. As far as the Netflix thing, listen, Netflix uh, has two projects coming out about the Red Sox. This is the first time Netflix is doing this where they will follow an MLB team over the course of a full season. We've seen it on Hard Knocks for the football side of things, uh, but they – you know, they're following players, coaches, executives, and it won't air until next year. Uh, but later this year, Netflix will premiere a documentary looking back on the 2004 uh, Red Sox season, you know, where they won. They broke the curse. They won the World Series first time in 86 years. So um, Lenny DiNardo was just on, and I thought he was he was a little surprising in what he said about the 2004 season where he was like, how many movies and shows have we done? I mean, what what is Netflix going to do differently that no one else did? Uh, everyone has covered that 2004 championship team uh, from every angle. We know the stories. We know the guys. We know we know it all. Um, so he's interested to see exactly what Netflix is is going to do to sort of <laughs> advance the story or tell us something we don't know, which probably doesn't exist. I thought that was fascinating. Um, as far as following the team this season goes, 
you know, I'm actually excited for the behind the scenes stuff. Um, where I'm having a hard time is the net, the, the Red Sox had to know this Netflix stuff was coming. This isn't like a last second thing. Netflix doesn't just call you and say, Hey, you mind if we follow you this season? Like this is stuff. I work in this industry. I know how much logistics and back and forth and negotiation and all that stuff goes into it. And the fact that the Red Sox knew this was coming and they didn't take the necessary steps to make the team better is it's crazy to me. I don't, I I can't even fathom it. I mean, even from even from a storybook, a, a, a script perspective, I mean, you have a guy here, a left-handed pitcher in town, <laughs> whose wife is interning at local hospitals. He is working out at Boston College, and you don't sign him. He's begging to be signed by the Red Sox, and you don't sign him. That's great TV. I mean, there are still guys that we'll talk about. I got to go to a break here. We'll talk about it when we come back. But we know all the names of the guys available. And it's not too late. But it sure doesn't seem like it's going to happen with spring trading starting in 3-2-1, right? I mean, it just it's just mind-boggling to me. And then, you know, I understand the sentiment of why would you even want to watch this show for a bad team? A, we don't know how bad they're going to be, so let's slow down. My gut is they're going to be in every game. It, it, you know, it's going to look like it. It's going to be Groundhog's Day, quite frankly. It's going to look like it has the past two years. They're in. They're in games early in the season, mid-season. They win some games. They don't have any business. They they get you to start believing maybe they could take a shot. Maybe you're close. You need moves at the trade deadline. Then there's no moves made. Then it just just sort of. <laughs> Falls apart at the seams down the stretch. It, I, I think it's going to be that. And that is, for us, it's Groundhog's Day. But for TV purposes, it probably will be entertaining. And that's why you want to watch it. It's going to be entertaining. And it's it's the brand of the Red Sox. I mean, everyone's going to watch that. Um, I would argue it could be a blessing in disguise, big picture, macro, in the following years. Because... The rest of the world is going to watch this team presumably struggle and come up short. That's what we think is going to happen this year, right? Well, maybe that's what it will take for management to say, you know what? We aren't far off. Let's go spend the money and get us over the hump. And, you know, that's that's the most I can make of it. We'll see. 617-779-7937. Talking Red Sox if you want to get in here. Uh, also, I need your Super Bowl predictions. Travis Thomas experience on Instagram and Twitter. Coming up, I'll tell you some other teams in Major League Baseball that have my attention. Plus, we'll talk both the Bruins and Celtics as we begin the power hour for this fine radio program. The last hour. Travis Thomas experience on WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.